You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and, of course, the television and film business. I'm your host, Jared, and a um, sometime back, I actually posted a um, episode where I discussed the producer's who are actually giving away their power by relying on critics. I did also acknowledge that because they're investing a lot of money into the project, that it was understandable that they be skeptical or be careful or be prudent, should I say be the word for it, However, when you rely too much on a critic, that's when you give away your power. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to extend that to all of you filmmakers and other creative practitioners out there. This includes the screenwriters. Now, keep in mind that it's your story. You are the one coming up with the idea. You are the one that is working on the story. You are the one who are coming up with the creative juices that spins the wheel on the story or stories. But given the fact that a lot of critics... And of course, the screenwriters, the screenwriting readers, the script readers, they themselves aren't qualified. So because of this, I would recommend that you, dear creative practitioner, not put stock in the critics. Now, they may offer you their two cents, which they have a right to do, which there's no problem, but it's crap-like when they say, and I know I've said this time and time again, but when they say something isn't realistic or believable, not believable, Or illogical. Those are the three words that do not belong in your work of creativity. Because if you look at a film or a TV show, you are actually experimenting with the premise of the what if. Now, keep in mind. Films and TV shows are, in fact, operating on the what-if premise. So, for example, I like to use the example of one of the shows that I watched back in the late 90s. And that show was Sliders. Now, Sliders operated on the premise of what if 
you went to a world different to yours, same year, same planet, but different dimension. Everything else is different. You're the same person, but the events are also different. You made different choices, i.e. your doppelganger or your double made different choices. So that would be the premise. However, if a critic were to look at this, and I mean the unqualified ones, they would throw out every friggin' word out there to tear it apart. Namely, the ones I mentioned, the words I mentioned. Unrealistic, not believable, or illogical. Now, if you're calling something illogical and it happens in a TV or video, you have a lack of understanding that it was a stunt. It was a stunt to make it look believable. When the movie Bahubali, which is a South Indian production, went out and the director, Rajamali, SS Rajamali, set up a stunt where soldiers actually fly in to the enemy kingdom. Now, there was a reviewer that said it wasn't logical or it was illogical. But he was missing the point. That was a special effect that was deployed. And for a movie like that, it is believable. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here. I may have asked this in the last episode that I talked about it, but I'm going to ask again. So, all of us deal with reality. A whole day's worth of reality. When we come home, we want to unwind, but not these critics. They want more of that reality. So answer me this. You spend an entire day dealing with reality. Now you're telling me that you want more of it? Think about it. So no matter what these critics are saying to you, believe in your characters, believe in your story. That's what will Make it flourish. You believing in the story. Now, by relying on critics to tell you whether it's good or not, or what they think, guess what? You just gave away your power. You just gave away your power and control, and you just gave it to someone who was not even qualified. That's the problem with not just Hollywood, but anybody that works in mainstream film. So believe in your characters and in your films or your story, but 
also keep in mind your viewing audience. Why would they watch it? But if you do insist on using a critic for this, I would recommend you find somebody qualified, not some Joe Schmo who has a uh, degree in bakery or who has a degree in culinary cooking chime in on this. And here's why I say that. I say that because their speciality is what they are skilled in. For them to try and chip in to give you their two cents of a movie that you create, the one that you have expertise in, the movie that you know how to make, the story that you know how to write, that is something that I will object to. Don't give away your power to anybody who is not qualified. I'm also saying, don't give away your power to somebody who is qualified either. Just remember, this is your movie. This is your content. This is your TV show. You and you alone need to believe in it. You and you alone needs to have the faith that this could work. So if you give away your power, of course there's going to be a whole bunch of hurdles. Of course I agree that when somebody wants to invest millions upon millions, if not billions of dollars in your concept or idea, it is obvious to expect a return plus 30%. Yes, I said plus 30% because I know the figures. I would say you and you alone can determine whether you're movie is good or bad, but there are some creative practitioners who believe that their movie is great when it's not. There are, there are creative practitioners out there like that. I'm not discounting that. What I'm saying though, if it's an interesting idea, if it is something that can work, something that the audience might be interested in, go for it. Now, having a critic take the role of your audience is a big joke. It's a big joke because they don't even know how the audience would react. Maybe they'll be welcoming to it. Maybe they will trash it. Who knows? It's a hit and a miss. So, once you believe in your story or in your 
characters. Believe me, you're going to find a way to make it happen. You're going to find a way to make it work. So, with that being said, after the break, I'm going to touch on something here. What I'm going to ask is, in your opinion, what obsolete media that has gone before that we used to consume films and TVs on, films and TV shows on, will be making a comeback or will be resurrecting? That will be after the break. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions. Show them you. Welcome back. So before the break, I was talking to you about believing in your story and in your characters and not letting critics to ruin it because you and only you can make it happen it's your story it's your piece of work it's your idea it's your concept now with that being said i i'm going to go over something that i'd like to mention that when we consumed films and TV shows, there were various uh, popular choices of media. Now, if I remember correctly, there was the VHS tape, there was the laser disc at some point, there was DVD, or rather VCD, there was DVD, which we still can see, but there was also Blu-ray, which is a bit more superior in terms of resolution and quality of picture of a TV show or a film. But which one of these is making a comeback? Or have they already made a comeback? So I'll start with the humble videotape, the VHS. Now, back in the day, there was a war. If you don't recall, this is a war between Betamax and VHS. VHS won because it allowed the consumer more time. It fitted more time. It was affordable. Betamax, yes, it had quality but it didn't offer much in terms of time. How much can fit on it? VHS did that, given the trade-offs, which is picture quality. Now, VHS and Betamax were actually in a time where CRT televisions were actually the norm. Now, if you've wondered why someone would call it the boob tube, because the internal tube of 
a television, a CRT television, even with flat screen CRT televisions, they were shaped like a breast. That's where the term came from, if you aren't already familiar with that. So the picture quality, the aspect ratio was formatted, 4 by 3 square. And every film that was shot in widescreen was reformatted to fit the VHS. Now, the only pro that I could think of for VHS is... You don't have to worry about the codec, the format, the file format. And you don't have to worry about the space required. All you had to do, get the videotape, play it. Simple. However, when it comes to the downtime or the cons, I would say if you wanted to search for a specific scene or specific part of the tape that you wanted to watch that is your favorite you had to search for it by rewinding and fast forwarding the tape what's even more if you kept watching that part over and over again tape degrades over time it's the same principle with the rest of the tape as well What's even more, but you have to maintain the equipment. If you didn't maintain it properly, that meant the tape could have been ruined. Meaning you had to take it to a repair shop, had bits and pieces spliced out, and tape it back together with, obviously, tape, normal tape. But then again, the more you watched, the more degraded the picture quality, the more degraded the tape. You had to maintain the equipment. Now, technology improved and made a few improvements where it made it a little bit easier to work with the tape the VHS tape, but VCD was a little bit better. Not so much, because you still had to search. VCD was simply video on CD. So CD, the ones that we're familiar with, is audio CD, ACD. It was basically video, MPEG-1, format stored on it now with DVD on the other hand if you don't know what the acronym is it's digital versatile disc digital versatile disc now there's a reason why it was a digital versatile disc this is because the disc itself allowed you to skip to certain parts of this scene of the video or certain sections that you wanted to watch and it lasted. No matter how many times you watched, 
picture quality remained the same. However, you had to deal with scratches. You had to deal with the format. But the good news here is there are more affordable DVD players today. You can get one for, I believe, like 50 bucks. Don't quote me on that. But you can get an affordable DVD player. No excuse. Now, Blu-ray players, on the other hand, even though the quality of the picture got better on the same disc, which uses MPEG Layer 4, MP4, format video, the Blu-ray players are a little bit expensive, but not so expensive that they were out of reach. Same thing, but the only difference, though, you were able to do stuff while you were watching the film, like picture-in-picture. Picture. Now, modern TVs today, they can accommodate widescreen, 16 by 9 aspect ratio. They can also accommodate 5.1 digital audio. Now, if you were to ask me, it's the DVD that's going to stay a while. If not, it's the DVD that's going to make a comeback. I know a lot of people have been moved to streaming. But think about this. The more you watch, again, this will be on hard drives. The streaming services have to rely on storage to for you to be able to retrieve that film or TV show and watch it. Now, again, degrading also comes into play. Sure, it's digital, but it's still stored on a rewritable or writable disk, like a hard drive. So, which is why I believe it's the DVD or the Blu-ray that's going to stick around a little bit longer. Now, here's the thing. We're moving to a more and more subscription based content, which means content that you own, if you want to own a copy of a film or a TV show, that's less and less popular. The plus is with a DVD or Blu-ray, you get to own it. You don't have to worry about whatever, anywhere you go. Don't need the internet. You can just put it in, watch it. But here's the other bit of con. Here's the other con. Or should I say, the other pro con. It that is you do not have to maintain the equipment that much. All you got to do is if something goes wrong, if you're not getting a decent amount of picture quality or if the sound is off, all you got to do, clean the lens, clean the laser, the pickup laser, and demagnetize the equipment. That's all you need to do. The rest of it, it's not so much that 
it used to be as tedious as a VCR or a VHS. But that's what it is. So at the end of the day, it will be the DVD and Blu-ray that will take the cake. In my humble opinion. Let me know. With that being said, thanks for listening to this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page on.